last time on Leighton Legends. Val, there's a buzzing in your pocket. Alright, listen, cut through the I don't have much time. I've been cut off from the sanctuary. The doctor has tracked me. But you have to get the prison crystal. You'll need to bring it to the phylactery. Uh, I'm gonna drop the book on the table and use the mage hand to like open up the pages to see if there are any words in it now. The book opens up and inside the pages are still blank, but now there is a cutout in the center of the book in the shape of a rather large yellow crackling crystal. I'm gonna grab the crystal. Just over top of it seems to be a piece of scrap paper that is ripped. Then I guess I'll reach for the note. And scribbled on the note in very frantic handwriting is three words. It says, cinema in silhouette. They turn to you and say, oh, that's the uh, that's the old cinema in silhouette building. That's where we used to go for uh, shadow plays. I know this place. Uh, you know, I, I I had seen it when I first come to Renland. Perhaps Mori left this note for us. Where, where are we gonna find the phylactery then? I suspect through the cinema. Yeah, that makes sense. You think we're ready, guys? I'll need to get my sister. If we think we're going to be facing the necromancer, we're going to need another paladin at least. All right, let's wake Joel up. I think if the fight's going to be as rough as I think it is, any any extra body would be helpful. This is a search and rescue, not a search and destroy. I would agree. I agree with Mordecai. Let's go. What was up with you guys holding hands? You'll never know. No. Welcome back to another sessions of Leighton Legends. Uh, let's just jump into the adventure. Last week, you had left off, just finishing up at the garrison, having bought a couple pieces of equipment off of Nathan, and now you're kind of making your plans to head over to Cinema Silhouette. The note that you got from Martin just said that, so it seems like your next clue is leading you in that direction. So it's up for you to decide how you want to proceed. John brought up the idea of maybe going and grabbing his sister in case uh, a hard hand will be needed to deal with whatever's there. Uh, so it, uh, whatever you guys want to do. I think that's wise. Go talk to Mims. Absolutely. Yeah. Are we still at the garrison? You are currently at the garrison still. Nathan has just left you guys. He's gone back to his wherever Nathan holds up and all the lights are kind of going off in the facility. It seems like everyone's turning in, although you can see the night crew walking around. There's like one or two guards at the entrances, and uh, you see some people moving around, but for the most part, the entire facility is kind of settled into night. Okay. Did we manage to raise Joel last game? Were we, uh, were we going to enlist his help? What do you mean by raise? You didn't wake Joel up or anything. Oh, okay. We should. Mordecai's just going to yell Joel really loud. Yeah. <laughs> Joel! <laughs> Joel! You don't hear Joel, but you hear somebody else, like off in the distance, yell... Shut up! <laughs> now you shut up! <laughs> and then it's quiet. Joel, it's a code brown! <laughs> you guys are just standing in the courtyard right now, just yelling like for Joel. And nobody's up. Like, people are not... Precisely. There's a guard that's at, like, one of the entrances, uh, comes back and turns uh, turns around to this yelling. And he says, what the hell's going on here? Sweet object. Does anyone know where Joel lives? I'm going to turn to Val and be like, last time we whispered this guy's name and he popped out a window. <laughs> yeah, but last time he was awake. <laughs> it's nighttime. It's like the middle of the night now. 
There's a guard that has walked towards you and he says, what the hell are you guys doing? Shut up, people are trying to sleep. The hell with you. We need to get in touch with our uh, lieutenant supervisor immediately. There's uh, an emergency at the, the, what was that place called? What place? The cinema silhouette. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the shadow cinema place. The abandoned cinema? Yep, there's uh, there's crime. Okay. Um, Go get Joel. Listen, I don't work for you. Go get Joel yourself. His bunk, Your man. voice sounds oddly familiar, sir. <laughs> oh, and while we're at it, can we get your uh, your bros there, Geo? Yeah, we can see if they're down at the pub. <laughs> Should we go to the pub? I mean, that's people who are awake would be there. Maybe Joel's at the pub. Yeah, let's check it. Yeah, let's get Joel and the gym bros. So there's no pub at the garrison because that would be pretty reckless to have a bar also at the city garrison uh you would have to, you would have to go into town and find whatever watering hole they're at uh joel probably i guess using the best of your knowledge is asleep in his bunk at the dorm what day of the fortnight is it today who cares man it's like oh my god it's the 13th oh so it's like the second almost the end of the second weekend of the typical fortnight calendar he might be ready to he might be out and about or we could just look for him in his bed, which is what I feel like the DM wants us to do. So let's go figure out where he's sleeping and wake him up. <laughs> okay. You enter the dormitory. Uh, it's a familiar route to you guys, and you've been down it several times yourself as you live in this area. So you open the door, and there are a number of rooms that are kind of coming off of a central hallway. Some on the left, some on the right, and most of the rooms, the doors are closed. You can't really explicitly see anybody up or walking around. Everyone seems to, again, have been tucked in for the night. Every 10 feet or so, there is a lamp that comes down and kind of lights the hallway. But like I said, there is little to no movement. Nothing much is going on here. Mordecai's running down the hall, just yelling, Joel. Do you guys want to roll a perception check? Yeah. We can do that. Oh, yeah. He's still running down the hall yelling, Joel, though. Okay, can we do one thing at a time here? No one's getting off easy tonight. Nope. Perception... Oh, six. Rubbish. That is a nine for Mordecai. And an eight for me. Okay, so you're not able to pick up on any explicit information that kind of points out Joel's residence. Blast. Could we just keep yelling until someone tells us where he is? Joel! You certainly could. I, I suppose you will get some very upset people. No worries. We're kind of stars around the base. Joel! <laughs> we have emergencies that require the assistance of Commander Joel. I rolled a 22 on performance, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So the door closest to you guys opens up very aggressively and a very gruff looking guard comes out wiping out his eyes and said, what the hell are you guys doing? We're looking for Joel. It's an emergency. He's our superior, but we can't find him. Okay. Okay. Shut up. Three doors down. Jesus Christ. Thank you, sir. By the object. Oh, nice. Convert, all right. <laughs> and the guard closes his door very abruptly and disappears from your vision. Okay, let's run up and just pound on uh, Joel's door. Can we just see if it's open? I bet he leaves it open, that freak. I don't want to walk in on Joel, dude, doing Joel stuff. I do. What if he sleeps in the buff? No, like... I'm, I'm a good. I want to extend him that courtesy. Okay, so you go up to the third door and you start banging on it. Mm -hmm. Joel, it's an emergency. <laughs> okay, all right. So it takes a second, and then the door kind of props open just like two inches, and you can kind of make out the face of Joel peering at you guys through the door, and he says, "What? What are you? What are you guys doing? It's like twelve o'clock. What do you want? Oh my God, Joel, put your pants on. You're coming with us. There's an emergency downtown." Can this not wait? No. It's an emergency. What's the emergency? We'll explain along the way. 
Uh, someone's been kidnapped. Yeah. Oh. You'll t- you'll tell me. Uh, are you eating, Giovanni? <laughs> yes, I'm. Very, I'm stress. I'm stress eating. That's how you know this is serious. All right. Um. Give me a second. I'll get some pants on. A couple seconds go by, and then the door opens the rest of the way, and you see Joel standing there with just pants on. And Joel is real buff. Like, he's a pretty scrawny guy, but with his shirt off, you can just see, like, abs going for days. All right, where, where, are, we, where are we going? We have to make a quick pit stop to the Temple of the Sacred Things. But then we'll be going right on our way to d- danger. We will do our best to explain on the way. Danger? Yeah, get a sword. Um, yeah, there's no are- time to waste. We'll talk and walk. <laughs> Let's do go. I need it? Do I need it? Like, do I need anything? Yeah, or definitely like, grab a sword. Should I g- you got a get weapon? my sword? Maybe a shirt. Yeah, like, guess I'll grab my sword and a shirt. And, and your armor. Right. You're going to want your armor. Jesus. Okay. Well, it's going to be a, a few minutes. Um, you here, put it on. Uh, uh, here, I'll help you. I'll help you put it on. Okay. Uh, take take the pauldrons and uh, I'll, I'll put a shirt on. And Okay. Actually, could I have you guys roll a persuasion check? Sure. This seems like persuasion check territory. Uh-oh. I feel like he trusts us inherently. It's a 16 for Mordecai. 7 for Val. I rolled a 5, so I mean, he's not listening to me. All right, so <laughs> Mordecai, you managed to convince Joel that he's going to come along with you guys. <laughs> so Joel puts on a shirt and is kind of walking with you guys. He's strapping a belt around himself and has like a little guard's sword. <laughs> and I guess Giovanni is kind of helping him put his pauldrons on as you guys walk down through the city. Uh, okay, um, so what's what's the deal? What are we doing? What's the emergency? Like, I was getting my beauty rest, and you know that I need that. Oh, you don't need that. Anyways, we were on our way back to the garrison. I think we witnessed a kidnapping. We saw them go in the direction of the old abandoned theater, and the guy looked big, so we came for backup. Ooh, smooth, Mordecai. Jesus. Uh, roll a deception check. 25. Nice Hell yeah. Done. All right, okay. Uh, uh, let's let's go get them. Why are we going to the uh, the temple? Uh, we, we we might require more backup. Another another great fighter who happens to be my sister, who has stats very similar to mine, but is uh, a woman. Uh, okay, that's interesting. Uh, she's conventional. Uh, as conventionally attractive, I would say. I mean, she comes from a very good gene pool of de chambres. I mean, I'm very happy for you and your family, then. Um, let's go. The scene fades out and then fades back in and you're in front of the Temple of the Things barracks. It's late at night when you approach the Temple of the Things dormitories. It's adjacent to the main cathedral and constructed of the same limestone blocks that the rest of the compound is made of. You're standing outside the wall, neighboring the room you think your sister stays in. There's a large stained glass window two stories up, just below a set of clay shingles. The wall itself is quite bare, but it is covered in thick vines that climb up towards the roof. What do you guys do? Uh, out of respect for the object, can we take a more like uh, clandestine way to find uh, memes, I think? I thought we could just go in the conventional way, not like robbers yeah. in the night. Are there any windows? Yeah, there's a window at the top. Do you think that her dormitory or her dorm is kind of on the second story, perhaps, of the structure? Can we tell if the window's open? Is there a doorman? Can I throw a rock at it? Yeah, you certainly can throw a rock at it. Uh, so you have to decide now. Are you guys going to go in through the front entrance or are you going to try and get her attention another way? Well, it's my sister. I'd like to go through the front door. It's a church. I don't want to break in rocks. here. Throw, throw rocks at the building. <laughs> okay. I was thinking like Romeo and Juliet, but whatever. You know, it's fine. Too many romance novels, Mordecai. This isn't Game of Thrones. She's my sister. 
I really hope it's not Game of Thrones for that sake. <laughs> All right, so you guys uh, leave your position at the wall and you make your way around the side of it. And you end up standing in front of double doors that seem to enter into the rest of the facility. I think Mordecai's going to wait outside with uh, Joel. I'll wait outside as well, actually. I'll leave this to Gio. Okay, so Giovanni, you're just going in then? Yes. Is there anybody I see immediately in the building? There's no one that you can really see. This seems to be a entrance that perhaps goes into the rest of the city, so it's not like it's part of the church itself. It's possibly even like a back door, but you're not quite sure. And you can't really see anyone walking around or, or you know, scouting or on guard because it's late at night and no one's really out. Isn't this whole setup kind of a mirror image of uh, the, the facilities I'm used to at my church? <laughs> We're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, because then wouldn't I be able to logic solve where the dorms are? Because it'd be just like the opposite of where they would be in my church. Ah, never mind. No, 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 that, that, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's a mirror of your church. <laughs> it's just everything is mirrored. It's opposite. And you can do some rough calculations in your head to figure out where Mames' room is. And that's kind of how you knew where it was on the outside. And that's how you know that this is the barracks where the occultites stay. Okay, so I'll just head to the dormitory area then, or barracks. Yeah, that's where you are right now. You're standing in front of that door. You go inside? Yep. Okay, so you open the door, you walk inside. There seems to be a guard that's sitting at a desk there, and he's just kind of reading some paperwork and going over some stuff. He looks up as you enter. Oh, it's uh, it's a little late for you to uh, be here. Who, who are you? Why are you here? Uh, good evening. Sai Giovanni de Chambre of the Church of the Sacred Object. I seek uh, audience. Object, eh? Uh, it's not important. I seek an audience with my sister, Mames de Chambre. I mean, everyone's turned in for the night. Um, She'll understand. Uh, okay, do you know which room she's in? Nope. Okay, let me check. And he opens up a book and he kind of goes through and says, All right, Mames, uh, second level, third door on the left. Thank you, sir. I will head to that location now. Okay. There's a set of stairs just to the right of the desk, and you approach them, and you climb up them, and you head down the hallway to Mames' dorm. You knock on the door, and there is a pause. She doesn't immediately open the door. It seems like people have also tucked in for the night here as well. But after a few minutes, the door does open, and you can see Mames, your sister, just inside the doorway. Can you roll a perception check? Yes. I rolled a two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where am I? <laughs> you notice nothing unusual about her room. It looks like another room that you have seen just about everywhere else in the world. That's it. And she's not here? No, she's there. She's standing in the doorway. She's looking at you. Giovanni, what are you doing here? Good evening, sister. Remember that thing I told you about that I needed your assistance with? I believe it is time. Suit up. Let's go. Um, okay, let's do this. And with that, she closes the door on you. And it takes a couple seconds, and when she opens the door again, she has suddenly enveloped herself in the Holy Order of the Sacred Thing armor, and she has a long blue cloak, and she's holding a sword. The sword's not even in a sheath. She's just ready to go. Lock and load. Awesome. Just, just like her brother. <laughs> yeah, the apple does not fall far from the proverbial tree. Shall we meet my companions, then? Yes, certainly. And with that, you guys make your way out through the back entrance of the barracks, and you see Joel, Val, and Mordecai standing there. Ah, uh, companions? Is this her? This is my sister, Mames Duchambre, of the Temple of the Sacred Thing. Hail and well met! Hi, Val, nice to meet you. Uh, if we'd known uh, you were sleeping, we would have brought you an herbal tea or something. 
so I apologize. I do not require any substances to maintain my discipline. I wake up with the energy of the sacred thing. Okay, uh, we don't have a whole lot of time for these meet and greets, guys. Uh, hi, Mordecai. We need to go. Okay, let's go. I'm Joe, by the way. I'm also a character oh God. here. Ugh. I was unexpected. See, there wasn't any plan for me to come along, and now I'm here, so I feel like an obligation to kind of chat. And, I'm going to grab Joel uh, by the collar you? and just drag him away. Whoa! Aside, should we hook Joel up with things? Uh, no? I like this. I think we should let that happen organically. Yeah. Let's let it grow. Listen, man, like, it's <laughs> tough to keep... <laughs> it's tough to have one character bouncing around in my head. Now I have to balance two characters. Yeah, I was thinking about this, actually. Is it going to be hard for you to do dialogue between two separate NPCs that you control? Yeah, this is going to be very difficult. Thank you for this. Thanks a lot. <laughs> we didn't even grab your gym uh, buddies. Please, please. To be completely to honest, they, to be completely honest, they're even dumber than I am and would probably just get in the way. <laughs> I'm probably going to throw up from the amount of stress of having to bounce two minds in my head at once. Three with the DM. Table talk. We'll just try to, uh, we'll, we'll all try to act as intermediaries between the characters. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> thank, yeah. thank you. You leave the barracks at the Temple of the Thing and head towards what you suspect is the cinema silhouette. As you make your way there, you begin to notice the buildings you pass by become more and more decrepit, and mud comes through the cobblestone roads in places where snow is melted. You notice the occasional person wearing worn cloaks skulking across the street on their way to their own late night adventures. Finally, you see before you the looming structure of cinema silhouette, boarded up near a gate leaving town. The letters on the sign are dirty, and some are falling off in their place. It's all done in very much blockbuster font, if you can vision that. There's a sign in one of the dusty boarded up windows that reads, We're still open! But right next to it is a rotten piece of paper that reads, We are indefinitely closed. <laughs> what do you do? Are there doors boarded up or chained up or... Yeah, so you can see that there are two doors, like it's a double door opening into the facility. They're boarded up, so it seems to you that this would be glass at some point, glass doors. But they've since been covered with boards. And there is a chain that is locking the two gates together. I would like to... Divine Sense. <laughs> Divine Sense, sir. Yes. This is now the third time that you have done this today. So this is your final use of it. And you reach out with Divine Sense, Giovanni. <laughs> divine Sense is special because it allows you to detect the presence of divine energies. To be honest, we haven't been using it correctly up until this point. We've been using it as kind of like a detect good and evil. Yeah. But it doesn't really work that way. It detects divine energy. You can't explicitly find anything divine about this area, but there is kind of a vacuous hole in where you would expect divinity to be. Okay. It seems fiendish. It seems wrong. This building in general, nothing behind you, nothing down the street, but there's something very wrong about this building to you. Oh, Lord. So I can't detect any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet? Oh, you can detect undead. Undead energy. In the building? Yes. So there oh, okay. is a vacuous hole of energy in this oh. building, and this tells you that it seems like it is a ripple in what should be right in the world. And based off of your experience, you haven't actually come up against undead in the past. 
because there aren't undead. This is a, a world that is very normal, that you don't see undead things, you don't see fiendish creatures very much anymore. But there is something very wrong about this building, and it makes you feel like, based off of your experience with the Doctor and what you have seen recently, that this would be a site where you might expect very bad things to be, and they're probably undead in nature. Can I try to rouse the spirits of our crew by giving an inspirational speech? Please do. <laughs> All right, everyone, this is the moment we've been preparing for. We don't know what's in this building, but my paladin senses tell me that there's some sort of great, powerful evil we've never experienced before. So save your courage, save your strength and your might, and prepare for one of the greatest fights that has ever happened within the walls of Renlin. Huzzah! Huzzah! And now I just want to barge in there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on for a second. Roll a charisma check. Ooh. Uh, 16. Huzzah! <laughs> okay. Everybody gets a point of inspiration. Nice. Even the NPCs? Not the NPCs. I can't keep track of that. <laughs> but they're they're mega stoked, though. <laughs> they're, they're hyped. You've never seen Joel this excited. Let's go get those kidnappers, he says. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to have a rough night. <laughs> and what does inspiration do again? Inspiration allows you to take advantage on any kind of checks that you might have to use. So, for example, if you rolled a check and it failed, you could be like, I'm going to use a point of inspiration to take advantage on this and roll again. That's so sick. Okay. Is that unlimited or like... No, you only get one. <laughs> you only have one chance to do that. Oh, okay, okay. It's like a token that you cash in. Before Giovanni starts barreling in towards the door, I'm going to like try and stop him real quick and go, the, the door is barred. That means the doctor got in there a different way. Mm, should we split up? Do you think that might be a good idea? Is that what you're trying to say? Or... <laughs> Maybe. I'm, I'm saying if we go barging in through the front door, which is obviously locked, that means he's got an escape route. We got to find how he got in, maybe. Yeah, that's very good. Reason. Yeah, that stands to reason. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, I think Mordecai's on to something here. It's kind of weird, actually, that we're here because how did the kidnappers get inside if it's locked on the outside? Unless they went in and somebody else locked it. Kind of level with Joel right now, like that, that was a whole sham, and there's like they're actually like no, very don't, don't, very don't, don't do it. We, 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 he, no, he's no. really hyped up. Let's not, let's not ruin that. <laughs> yeah, let him, let him keep his gusto. Okay, scratch that, scratch that. So I guess I'll start looking around the building. Mame turns to you guys and is like, why don't we just smash in the front door? I kind of like the idea of the armored fighters smashing in the front door and maybe you two and Joel sneak around the back. Yo, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, yeah. You guys take the front. Val, Joel, you're with me. Let's see if there's another way in around the other side. We're going to pincer. Yeah. Hell yeah. Look for some open windows or something maybe or some uh, some knocked out windows or mm -hmm. if, if we can boost each other up onto a different floor perhaps. It's a single story building as best you can tell. So there's not a second floor to kind of go inside of. Okay. How big is this building, roughly? It's almost like a warehouse-sized building. It's pretty large. Okay. I wouldn't okay. say it's like Costco large, but it is It is a pretty big building in terms of the size of typical buildings that are surrounding it. Like two blockbuster videos big? Yeah, I, I'd say it's approximately two blockbuster videos in size. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so let's start. So Val, Mordecai, and Joel, you guys are making your way around the edges of the building. And I would like each of you, which includes myself, I suppose, in this scenario, to roll a investigation check. Okay. Say 14 for Mordecai. 
Uh, six for Val. And Joel gets a 10. So you three, which again includes myself and it's driving me insane. Oh, it's so fun. What are you talking about? Are walking around the outside of the building and you're kind of scouting it out. It's not a typically shaped building. It's not like it's a square block. It has like a number of different chunks of what you would expect to be rooms that are kind of spread out and connected by different doorways. There are windows in some of these blocks, but you can't get inside. They are boarded up and barred. And it looks like other people have tried to get in in the past. Maybe some vagrants were trying to break in and they didn't have any success. For whatever reason, it seems that Cinema Silhouette has invested a lot of money into making sure that nobody breaks into their building, even though they no longer exist. So you can't explicitly see anything to get inside. Okay. We'll like continue all the way to the back and see if there's a back door, maybe? Like a fire exit? or Yeah. This investigation check did take into consideration the entire circle of the building. Oh. You can't see any fire escape. Perhaps that uh, bureaucracy hasn't made it to that point yet, forcing companies <laughs> to include a fire escape in each of their buildings. There's no OSHA. I forgot. <laughs> Evil here indeed. There's no door with a sign that says secret entrance on it in the back. Okay. I mean, there was certainly no witness label on that senior clean either. So, I mean, these are truly, truly barbaric times that we live in here. All right, let's make our way back to Mames and Giovanni. So, Giovanni, you want to smash in the door. I can tell you on a very personal level that Mames wants to smash in the door. But she probably wants to go rather for the chains that are holding the door barred than, you know, trying to break in. All right, let's do that. All right, so both of you are going to make a strength check. Oh, jeez. See, I hope Mames can do better than a six. <laughs> Bounce off the door. Giovanni just slips in some mud. Oh, yes. Mames rolled a 19. So with the butt of her sword, she smashes into the chain that's holding the doors held together. And the chain just cracks and falls loose from the handles that are holding the door together. Ah, well done, Mames. You do your order proud. Thank you, Giovanni. Why couldn't you do that? I just tried to smash it with my hand. Uh, the pommel strike was clearly the, the better way to go there. <laughs> yes, clearly it was. Shall we kick in the door? Ho, ho, ho. Yes, we can, brother. Nice. Is that another strength check or are we just going to roll in there? Yeah, it's going to be another strength check to kick in that door. <laughs> oh, no, I rolled a six again. Curse. <laughs> 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 oh man and mames rolls a 22 so you both on either side so there are two doors uh, again it's a double door giovanni you're on the left mames is on the right and you both kick in on your respective doors at the same time mames's door just goes flying as she kicks into it giovanni you kick your door and you end up pushing yourself back and fall into your butt <laughs> mames turns around and looks at you is like what has gotten into you brother Die. i've seen you kick open a thousand doors god i don't know sister this, detecting the divine presence in this building has me shaken up a little bit mm. should we collect the others yeah I'll, I'll just shout for them <laughs> A lot of shouting today. Keep it low. Keep it low. Oh, wait. Maybe that's not a good idea. Hold on. I uh, I redact that. I would not like to shout. I would like to, <laughs> okay. I would like to clandestinely give the secret signal to <laughs> the rest of the party <laughs> to reconvene on the front door. Yeah. Uh, Giovanni, you're just making hand signals, but the guys are in the back of the building, like, looking around. They probably heard the smashing, though. <laughs> maybe. All right. Joel, Val, and Mordecai, uh, roll perception checks. We'll say that we heard uh, Gio's armor clashing when he fell on his ass. That's a 19 for Mordecai. I think Mordecai heard it. I think Joel also heard it. <laughs> yeah, Joel got a 16. Uh, that was a 13. Okay. All right, so the three of you managed to hear the noise of clashing at the front of the building. 
I imagine you guys head back. Yeah. Mordecai's not going to. I've got an idea. Okay, interesting. All right, so I guess Joel and Val start heading back to the front of the building. Joel turns around and he notices, Mordecai, that you're not coming with you or with us. Jesus, I'm going to go insane. <laughs> You've got He's, this. You're not coming with? And he says, what What are you doing, Mordecai? So Are you coming? It sounds like we're going in. Yeah, uh, Val, Joel, I've got an idea, but uh, they're going to need you up front. And Mordecai is just going to tap the breast pocket where the prison shard crystal is. Like, I've still got that on the inside of my jacket, and I'm just going to kind of give a wink to Val. And I'm going to wait until they're a little bit away before I, I, I do my move. Um, okay. Joel is left perplexed. Val, I guess, is okay with things. Yeah, I'm going to just pull, and... Joel, pull Joel along. Hey, uh, let's go see what's up in oh. front. Well, this seems to be a theme. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> and Joel gets pulled away with Val. And you guys come to the front of the building where you meet Mames and Giovanni. Giovanni's still sitting on his butt and Mames standing in nice. front of the door. I told you I heard that. I told you that's what I heard. <laughs> uh, Mames turns to you, Val, and she says... Where is the other one? Uh, he's around the back still. Okay, well, we're, we're, we're going in through the front door. Is that all right? Is he coming back? Not too sure. Oh, I don't care, actually. We can handle this. <laughs> can, we, can we investigate the room that I, I've just come upon now? I, I assume we're standing in the entranceway, right? You're not standing in a room right now. You're still standing outside in front of the doors that have been oh, smashed. Oh, okay. I gotcha, gotcha. Wait, don't you have dark vision? I do have dark vision. Names and I'll just... Go in and Valve Val come in right behind us and tell us what he sees. Yeah. All right. So the room in front of you, the entranceway, is completely dark. You can't make anything out. First, Mame steps into the dark and she vanishes. Then Giovanni and followed briefly by Val and then Joel. You enter the building. It is pretty gross. In front of you is a brief walkway going about 15 feet into the store. Then it stops with a door on either side. The walkway is covered in mold and is covered in what you make out to be what was once a red carpet. Old boxes and a few pots with rotten plants line the way. The door to your right is completely destroyed with stone rubble filling the way forward. And the door to your left is closed but seems to be in usable condition. All right, redemption time. Time to. Ju- I'm just going to kick this door open. The door on the left? <laughs> or attempt to before, before anyone can try to stop me. Nice. All right, so Giovanni, you walk up to the door. You kind of push Mames to the side, maybe, slip past her, and you make your way straight to the door. I need you to roll a strength check. Uh, I rolled a 10, but I'm using my inspiration to roll again. So I give it one kick. Doesn't do it. Mames laughs. Give it another kick. Give it a 13. (laughs) So the door kind of breaks around the frame of it, but it does not open. Giovanni, would you like... Can Would you to... like me to try? <laughs> can I just try to turn the handle and open I it? Can, I can try, Giovanni, if you'd like me to go at that door. C- can I try to just turn the handle and open it? Yeah, you turn the door handle and the door does open. <laughs> ah, just as I planned. Very good. Awesome. Hello everyone, sorry to interrupt the action, but I just have a few announcements to make. Again, thanks to everyone who's been listening to the last few podcast episodes. It's super exciting to see these episodes coming out and people listening to them and people seem to like them a lot. If you're interested in becoming a character in Layton Legends, please like and share this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram with the hashtag Late and Legends. 
lowercase, all one word. Right now, I'm in the process of planning out season two of Leighton Legends. That's right, there's another season coming, and this one's not even done. So I'll be needing more names for new characters. If you want to be in the podcast, be sure to like and share. I'm also going to be taking items for the Garrison Storehouse. I want to get a list of listener-generated items going that the guys can look through and buy. If you've got a good idea for a piece of armor, weapon, tool, or the like, send an email to lateandlegends at outlook.com with the item name, a description of it, and maybe some stats. Some of the more notable stuff was found on Faraborn Trading. They're a group of artists and writers who make equipment for Dungeons & Dragons. You can check them out on Instagram if you're interested in seeing more of their work. I'd also like to make a shout out to Ross and Troy over at Two Minute Tabletop. They're two creators that write and make maps and assets for starting your own little tabletop adventure. A while back, Brennan bought me access to their character creator, and I just love the little icons. I think they're really cool. If you're interested in checking them out, you can go to twominutetabletop.com or check out their Patreon page. I highly recommend them. Additionally, I've set up a Patreon page for the podcast where listeners who are interested in donating to the podcast can throw in a few bucks. You can find it at patreon.com forward slash Legends. There's no pressure to do so, but there are a few perks that you can get by donating, besides just a general feeling of warmth and satisfaction knowing that you helped a bunch of poor podcast fantasy actors, writers, people. Yeah. There's no pressure to stick around if you don't want to, and you can cancel your patronage whenever you'd like. So that's it for announcements. Let's get back into the action. So the four of you enter the first room. You notice that it seems to be what was once a directory of different plays and books. There's a desk at the entrance with a decrepit looking chair pushed over and various paperwork on top covered in dust and cobwebs. The room is lined with bookshelves, but many are broken or pulled over. You see discarded papers on the floor and the occasional book on racks. Other than that, the room is empty. But still no bad guys, eh? As far as you can tell, this is a empty room. We're not looking for bad guys, Joe. We're looking for Martin. Mm. Can I roll a perception or to, just to try to see if there's anything awry in this room? Uh, Yeah, sure. Roll a perception check. <laughs> I rolled a two. So Nothing is unusual about this room. It is a perfectly <laughs> normal room. In fact, it looks like it's in perfect working condition and it looks like this is fresh. It's It's completely unused. Brand new, right off the press. Uh, there's a door to the north part, though, right? Yeah, so as you enter into this room, there is a double door that is opening, or that is closed right now, but it opens to your right. What's the plan, Giovanni? I think maybe we open this door now. All right. The door is locked. All right, time to kick it in for real this time. Ten. Jesus. Remember when you used to shield bash a door and it would explode? You push yourself back again. I have not the mites to do it. Perhaps you, sister, can bash this door open. I certainly could bash that door open. And Mames goes and approaches the door, and she attempts to kick it in. Okay, this is- something's happening here. This is <laughs> not right. <laughs> uh, Mames rolls a 20. 
and both doors kick right open. In fact, it looks like the doors don't even open that direction. They open in towards the room that you're currently in, and they just fly off their hinges and open into another room. Can we swap? Uh, can we swap names for Geo in the party? Uh, like you make your way into the next room, passing through an entrance way to your right, similar to the room that you were just in. It looks worn and run down, with the occasional shelf pulled over by the wall. There is an opening that goes to your left, and there is another opening that goes to your right. However, it seems that this opening seems to be closed. Uh, what's Mordecai doing all, do, during all of this? Anything? Yeah, Mordecai, whatever you want to do, just kind of get my attention when you want to act. Yeah, no, I'm good to do something whenever here, so. Let's switch back to Mordecai. What do you got for me, Mordecai? What are you up to, you fiendish bastard? <laughs> That's me in a nutshell. Um, that is the question of the hour. I'm outside and I was looking around. This is a shadow puppet theater, right? So I want to try and find the room that I think, uh, from the outside at least, would be the main theater, roughly. All right. And I also had a question, like, can I tell how thick the walls look? I'm going to need you to roll an investigation check and I'll apply that to both of those actions. Okay. That's a critical one. (laughs) All right. Massive fail. So walking around the outside of this building, you come to two conclusions. Every single one of these individual rooms is a cinema. And each of the walls, you would say, are approximately a thousand foot thick. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Mordecai is just going to shake his head real quick and be like, I can't believe I'm going to do this. Uh, here goes nothing. And I'm going to put on my spectral sheet that I bought so that I can uh, go ethereal. Okay. And I want to stealthily float through the wall into the building and just do it as quietly as possible. Okay. Mordecai, you pull on your spectral sheet and you cover yourself in it. And it's very kind of adorable because you look like a child at Halloween that is dressed up as a ghost. Fantastic. But as you do so, your vision changes the world around you becomes very gray and very flowy. What was once walls that were in front of you is now kind of like an ocean of gray bricks moving from side to side. You have a tough time moving your arms and legs. You have a tough time moving. Make a wisdom check. Okay. 17. It's like you're moving through cornstarch that is mixed with water. The air around you, it's almost solid in places, but you manage to kind of wiggle your arms forward and wiggle your legs and you have the wall in front of you do you want to move through the wall yeah yeah i, I want to use as much gusto as i have to get to the other side of that wall okay roll a straight d20 okay. eight you step forward into the wall and the wall kind of moves around you in this weird vacuumous kind of form. You can feel yourself pushing through it, and it's a very uncomfortable feeling, Mordecai. I cannot express. It's like you have bricks in your stomach and in your organs, and you're pushing yourself through them. You can still feel this kind of pressure that's pushing around your body as you step into this facility. You suddenly realize that you are currently in a bookcase. Can I use my inspiration to re-roll that? No. I mean, you can if you want. I just don't really see the reason. You're still wearing this ethereal cloak. Okay. And you could keep walking if you want to. Oh, but okay. you're currently standing in a bookcase now, looking at Mames and Giovanni and Val and Joel in what appears to be a room that is filled with papers and bookshelves. Okay. Well, I mean, if I can keep moving, then I'll just keep moving and suck it up. Yeah, sure. Take a step forward. Yep. If I do that. Okay. 
suddenly into everybody's vision is <laughs> is a ghost. You guys see a ghost, and it's standing right in front of you. Um, it's just, it appeared in a bookshelf, and then it stepped forward. Mames yells, ah, a ghost! And she rushes towards Mordecai with her sword drawn. <laughs> guys, guys, it's me! Yeah, who is you? The ghost is talking! It's me, Mordecai! <laughs> oh, Mames, don't worry, it's some sort of magical trick. Um, Mames swings at you. Okay. <laughs> Good for her. Yep, she swings her sword, she rolls a 16. Isn't he in the spirit world realm, though? I have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing damage. Okay. All right. So you take half damage. You take five damage from Mame slashing at you. Her sword actually passes through the sheet and comes out the other end. So it's like a spectral thing that she's slashing at. Demon! All right. Can I intervene here and try to block? Sure. Sister, no. It is not a demon. Make a strength check because she is now resisting you. 19. There it is. Mames rolled a six. So you managed to kind of pull Mames back from this spectral sheet that's floating there. Reveal yourself, Spectre, so that no more harm will befall upon you. Geo, if I take this thing off, the charge goes away. I kind of have to keep this on so that I can move through objects. Is it a one and done item? It's a once per day kind of deal. It it takes a lot of power. (laughs) You're just going to have that on the whole time? (laughs) Well... I should have told you guys the plan from the get-go, but I was going to sneak in from the back, which I did, but I didn't know which room I was going into because everything is gray and wispy. Kind of get a, a jump on the bad guy, but I ended up in this room by mistake, I guess. Mames, is this explanation sufficient to satiate your rage? Is this that red wizard? Yes, the very same. She spits on the ground. Magic! That's blood orange! It's blood orange. Oh, you pansy. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) I do feel bad about striking you with my sword, though. Here, I'll heal you back up. And with that, Mames uh, approaches the specter, I guess. And she kind of pushes her hand on your spectral being. And it's very uncomfortable for her because her hand's kind of pushing through. And that's Uh, not expected uh, and very kind of gross to her. That's my kidney. But she heals you back for five hit points. Perfect. You can see her hands kind of glowing as she does that. You know, your brother would never lay hands on me, so thank you so much. That surprises me. (laughs) I just have not had adequate opportunity when it was good, good time. Let's just continue moving on then, shall we? Is the the door nearest that I'm standing upon? Is this flooded? So it's sort of flooded. You can enter it. It's still on the same level as you guys are, but there is water that has been coming through underneath the door. Mm. What, do you, what do you guys think? What door should we try? Well, if you come across any that are locked up, I can literally just float right through it. So just point the way. Yeah, just yes, just peek through it if you're, if you're able to. That's the plan. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll just, you know, hover over and through the door. There is a door that is on the right that is closed, and there's water coming through it. Are you going to that door there? Yeah, I'm going to float on through the door. So just like when you were trying to move through the walls from the outside of the building to the inside, you try to pass through this door, and you're able to do so, but you have this pressure that's kind of pushing against you as you do that. Okay. And you pass through into the next room. So entering the next room, Mordecai, you see water covering most of the floor. It seems that at some point, a pipe burst in the ceiling and flooded the room, covering everything in moldy wastewater that was never cleaned. What is interesting about this room, though, is that it has a lone mechanism in the center of the room, surrounded by chairs, broken and whole. Okay. Does the mechanism look familiar at all? Roll a history check. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's try that. 
15. Awesome. So you recognize this mechanism in the center of the room. It's actually a projector. You know that arcane light is formed inside of it and shoots out through the front. And based off of your understanding of how silhouette cinemas used to work, this is where light would come through. And then there would usually be a character or an actor or a cutout or something that would go in front of the light. And then it would cast upon a screen on the other side of the room, the character or the image that they were trying to create. And then uh, up in the top corner, is that the remnants of the the sheet that the light would be projected on? Yes. So in the far left-hand corner of the room, it looks like there is a moldy tarp that has kind of been folded up and tossed by the side. I'm going to shout back through the door. Guys, it's, it's just a projection room. Okay. Should we just leave it then? Or is there another? Does it go somewhere else? Uh, let, let me look. And I'm going to just take another quick peek and see if there's another exit through that room there in fact is so it seems that this projector room also has another door that leads to the right it is closed though yeah uh geo there is another door here it's off to the right and it oh man this room's awfully wet i'm so glad i'm not in a physical form right now so what are you guys doing so mordecai has entered a new room by himself it is the cinema room as best you can tell there is a door to the right of him that is closed uh, but there's also a door that's in front of you guys, just kind of standing in this room. Guys, the door doesn't look that thick. It took me like a second to float through it. Just kick it down. I feel compelled to check out the other side of this room, though. <laughs> I mostly just don't want to get my clothes all dirty. Yeah, I'm, I'm about that, too, actually. Well, maybe call back to Mordecai and get him to come back here. There's another door, though. Yeah, he's got another door. Maybe, maybe you could just check it out and come back and let us know how it goes. All right. I have a feeling that this one might be connected to the sewer or something because there's a bunch of water coming up. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That Hopefully there's nothing there that we have to get messed up. All right. Well, you know what? I'll just peek my head through and then come back. Yeah, good call. I don't want to step in any water. How much noise are we making right now? It seems to me like you guys are just having a conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're not like screaming into the spirit realms? <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Possibly just yelling through the door at Mordecai. It, yeah, it seems to me you're just yelling through the door to Mordecai. I guess Mordecai will go over to that other door, but I'm not going to put my whole body through. I'm just going to put my head in so that I can see through and then pull my head back out. Okay, so just like all the other walls and the doors that you've been going through, Mordecai, there's a pressure on your face as you push it through this door and you see this room. As best you can tell, it kind of looks like what used to be an office room. There's a desk in the corner and it has paperwork on side. There's also like an arcane lamp there that is weirdly shedding light on this whole area. On the left-hand side of the room, as you look into it, there are what appear to be two cells. Now, it is unusual for a cinema to have cells in them. This may be kind of like a vaultish area where perhaps they kept some special paperwork or held their money and whatnot. But looking around carefully, could I have you roll a perception check? Of course. Is that hindered in any way by me being in the ethereal plane? You tell me. Or benefited in any way? <laughs> well, uh, that's a tough one. Just because, like it says here, I can perceive things, but they all look gray. Yeah, okay. So there's there's variation in gray in here as a result of the light that's being cast. What does that perception check tell you, though? I'm using my, my inspiration to roll that again. I got a 19. Okay. Nice. Uh, so with a 19, on the left-hand side of the room where you would make out these quote-unquote cells are two different cells. The first one seems to have what appears to be a bunk in it that's kind of tossed to the side and looks very ratty. The second cell seems to have a hole in the ground with a ladder that descends into the unknown. Okay, I'll shout back at the guys. I I, I think I found something. You're actually going to want to come here. Okay, I'll be right with you. Just going to cover our six really quickly here. 
Perhaps Mames and I shall go back and just take a quick peek. Sure. So uh, you leading with Mames in tow, make your way to the other side of the room that you're currently in with an opening that goes into what appears to be yet another room. Surprise, surprise. This room is about as decrepit as the rest of the facility. As you step into it, you can see two arcane lamps on either side of the room. But this room is empty. There's no bookshelves. There's nothing. There's a lot of paperwork that's kind of scuffed on the ground, but there doesn't seem to be anything else besides that. However, it's a pretty small room. As you walk towards the end of it, there appears to be a doorway that is locked. You can see a very explicit and large lock on the front of the door. All right, I want to try to pommel smash that real quick. Okay. Real, real quick, okay. real quick. It is like. a steel door. It is a large steel door with a very large ah. lock on it. But you're welcome to give it a pommel strike if you would like. I rolled an 11. Ah. Okay. So there's very little luck in trying to get that door open. Your sword is just not able to budget at all. You made a slight dent in it, though. Mames, would you like to try? I've loosened it up. Sure, Giovanni, I'll give it a go. And Mames swings at it with the pommel of her sword, and she rolls a 10. She is unable to make any headway on the door. She makes a little scuff ne right next to yours, but unfortunately, it doesn't seem to have any effect on the door itself. Well, I mean, the door is locked from this side, so we don't really have to worry about anything coming in from the other side. I mean, surely if we can't destroy this lock, then nothing could. Uh, surely doors only work one way. Well, the lock, you said it was uh, like a chain padlock on this side. I wouldn't say it's a chain padlock. It's just a door with a very large lock on the front of it, like a keyhole. Oh, okay, I was just imagining like a giant medieval padlock for some reason. All right. Uh, while well, 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 they're coming back, can I try the, the door in front of me? Sure. Do you want to try and pick lock the door, or do you want to try and smash it open? I'm going to try and smash it. All right, so with your spear, I guess you're going to try and hit that? Sure. Okay, so do a strength check on that door. It's too bad that the guy with the crowbar is incorporeal. Oh. Right? <laughs> I only rolled a five. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay, Val. All's, all's well. Let me take a look at this. <laughs> so Joel's been standing there with Val for a second. He's like, here, guys, just let me try something. And Joel walks towards the door, and he gets down on his knee, and he sits in front of the lock, and he takes out a couple pins, and he reaches for the door, tries to pick open this door. Okay, so Joel rolled a 20, oh. and the door, you hear a soft click as he pushes in, and then the door swings open. Joel, you devil! Oh. Yeah, just a fancy uh, little skill I picked up from uh, some misspent youth. Yeah, no kidding. And with that, Joel pushes the door the rest of the way open and steps inside right into the water. The water is not particularly deep. It's only about an inch. So you guys with human feet and living, breathing bodies step into it, and it's only about like an inch deep. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, this is this is one of those uh, the cinemas. Huh, really cool. They don't make these like this anymore. Val has never been to a cinema, so he is he's pretty impressed. And let you approach the uh, projector. <laughs> sure. And, and see if you can't operate it in any way or find out how it operates or... Sure. Uh, roll a intelligence check. Just general intelligence. Okay. Uh, and I rolled a 13. Okay. So you can tell that this is some kind of light emitting mechanism. There are a couple switches on the side. There's a number of different dongles. Each one seems to have a label next to it, but the labels have since kind of peeled away or faded away in whatever they said. You can flick through a couple switches, but it doesn't seem to turn on. Does anyone have a light source? Well, perhaps now is not the time to be learning how this uh, machinery works, but I'll, I'll carry it back to the garrison for you if you'd like uh, when we're done vanquishing this evil. You're a good friend, Gio. Guys, over here. Mortar Ghost, what's up? <laughs> I like that. Um, Val, Gio, remember the old man said that the guy that we're looking for needed a workshop 
Yes. It kind of looks like a workshop in there, and it kind of looks like access to the sewers. Well, oh, Lord. Joel, you want to give this door a chance before uh, we bash it in again? Uh, Yeah, sure. Anything to uh, rescue those kidnapped people. I'm just going to float in. Yes, those kidnapped people. So Joel takes a knee, and he goes in front of the lock, and he tries to open it again. Ah, damn! Joel rolled a five, and his, like, pick breaks off while he's trying to get it open. I couldn't get it. <laughs> Can I use the banked 19 I rolled for the last door that I didn't have to bust open? No, no, you have to roll a new 19. Die, <laughs> ah, rolled a six. All right, so Giovanni approaches the door, and he's unable to successfully open it with the pommel of his sword. Am I able to try and pick the lock? Yeah, sure. You can give it a go. I, 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 don't, I don't have any lock picks or anything. Like, I don't know what's required to... Joel reaches into his pocket and pulls out a few spare picks, and he hands them to you. He says, here, try it with these. Okay, thanks, Joel. So make a dex check to try and open up the door, but just a general dex check because you don't have proficiency in this skill, lock picking. Gotcha. Uh, just a four. <laughs> oh. Okay, the picks break in your hand as well. Ah, sorry, Joel. Oh, that's okay. I have a lot of them. Joel, do you have any extras of those? I kind of want to try them. Sure, everybody can have a try. I will run out of lock picks, though. I didn't, these are not my lock picking pants, so I left all my lock picks in my other pants, but I got a few. <laughs> so, uh, here you go. Give it a go. Why does a man of the law have so many lock picks, Joel? Hey, devious devil, you. <laughs> I'll never tell. Misspent youth my ass. I rolled a nat. <laughs> I rolled a nat 20. The door very much opens for you, Giovanni. That was much easier than bashing it in. <laughs> you put your picks in the door lock, and it's right next to the spot where you were pommeling it, so there's a big bash in it. But you manage to open the door, and it pushes inwards, and you can see the spectral form of Mordecai standing there. While they were uh, trying to open the door, could I float over to the desk and see if I could read the papers or see if there's a journal or something uh sure roll an investigation check actually i think we're all gonna roll investigations so i want to look to mordecai got an 18 uh, i rolled a 21 oh man i'm a minus one 17 okay so the three of you walk over to the desk in the corner of this room you can see that the chair is pulled out and of course it's unoccupied the whole room is empty um there's a lot of paperwork that's on top of the desk as best you can make out it is lists of like budgets and patrons that have used this facility and that's about all that you can really tell of the paperwork that's on top of this desk okay. there's nothing what you would describe as auspicious sitting on this desk all right i've had i've had it with this investigating let us go into the sewers here <laughs> All right, so you approach the cell at the very far end of this room, and you can see that there is a grate that seems to open into the sewers below. However, the grate is closed. It is barred with large steel bars that are keeping it closed, and there is a very big, quote-unquote, medieval lock that is sitting on that grate. I still have that lockpick, right? <laughs> you do still have that lockpick. Can I take another dexterity? Sure. This cell, though, is still closed. There is a door, but it, it seems... Oh, the, 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 the door is shut. Yeah, the door is shut. Okay. Ooh. I feel like it might be trapped if it's going to where I think it's going. Let me uh, let me poke my ethereal ghost face down the hole, and I'll let you know what I see. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, yeah, good plan, good plan. Ethereal ghost face killer. I love this sheet. It's just great. I f hate this sheet. This is awful. It's really ruining my, uh, my <laughs> adventures. <laughs> Bad idea to include that. <laughs> hashtag Feralborn Trading Company. Hashtag, hashtag Feralborn... 
I'm sorry, Josh, what's the plan for us to just smash every door we found open? Like, this this seems like it makes more sense. It seems like there are other ways to explore this facility than just smashing. This is another way that was very innovative of you. Uh, Joel had to kind of hold your hand through another way to get through doors. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, All right, so Mordecai, you walk through the grates that go into this cell, and there is, of course, this entrance that goes somewhere, and you pop your head down this sewer drain. Your head is immediately confronted by god-awful smells. It is absolutely horrid. It smells like and poo and pee and all the things that are bad in this world are smells that down there it is so strong in fact that it is it is passing through the material plane into the ethereal plane so even you can tell how bad it is down here mordecai starts gagging (laughs) roll constitution saving throw eight okay uh spectral vomit falls on the ground near you giovanni (laughs) gross Mayhaps before we try entering the disgusting sewer, we try to pick the lock on that far door. (laughs) Yeah, I think that just went down to like a septic tank. That was gross. (laughs) So you're finished exploring this room then? Oh, I mean, if we might have to return to it if uh, we run out of leads. Or or lockpicks. For now. All right, so the five of you, I guess, make your way back over to this steel door that is on the other side of the facility, the one that Giovanni and Mames tried to get through but we're unsuccessful in. I'm going to try to pick it. It is intimidating looking, but you give it a go. So roll that dex check. Four. (laughs) All right, so you rolled a four. You were unable to successfully pick open that door. Damn it. Did the lock pick break or do I still have it? The lock pick did break. Thank you for reminding me. Ah. All right, guys, I got this. I got this. Okay. I crack my ethereal knuckles and I go, uh, in the words of that terrible bardic group, Aerosmith. See you on the other side. And I, like, back float. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, roll a d20. Okay. Oh. <laughs> 14. The door pushes you back. Oh. Joel laughs at you. Joel explicitly laughs at you. <laughs> because it seems like you were so cool trying to get through this door, and then the door pushes you back. It's a weird situation. You kind of fell back into it, kind of doing that trust fall, but you kind of sunk into a bit, and it held you there for a second. And then it pushed you immediately back out. In fact, I need you to make a dex check. Like a dexterity save. Okay. Yeah. I want to just quickly laugh at Joel uh, for being an Aerosmith fan. 14 again. <laughs> okay, so you managed to catch yourself on your feet before it throws you to the floor. Guys, um, I think there's something more to this door than just wood and iron. Joel, would you like to take a crack at this one with your lockpick? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll give it a go. And so then Joel takes a knee in front of the lock, pulls out his lockpicks, which are quickly running few in number. And he attempts to open it. All right, Joel rolled a natural one. Oh. The lock pick in Joel's hand ends up cutting himself. So it cuts through his hand. He takes one point of damage. Oh. Additionally, in a weird way, he had all of his other lock picks in his left hand and they just explode. <laughs> it's really weird because uh, lock picks don't actually contain any magic or they don't, they're not made of, say, like, I don't know, dynamite or anything like that. Uh, but all of a sudden there's fire in Joel's hand and it's, uh, he's no longer has lock picks. Jesus, what was that? When you were describing the lock on the door, um, it's not a padlock, right? It's just like a keyhole. Yep. Can you see through the keyhole to the other side? Uh, make a perception check. Okay. Probably make you go blind the way things are going with this door. Uh, 13. Okay. You can't look through. It's completely dark. You're not sure if that's a result of the lock itself not opening into the room behind it or whether the room behind it is dark. Okay. House rules here. Can I cast any sort of magic on myself while under the spectral sheet? 
Uh, yeah, I certainly think so. There might be unexpected results because you are casting spells in the ethereal plane. Yeah. But I think there's no reason why you cannot still cast magic. It'll just have maybe counterintuitive results as a result of this. Okay. Could I use one of my bonus action spells to misty step to the other side of the door? Uh, sure. Okay. So I can teleport up to 30 feet, and I'm assuming this is just like any other door, so I'm just going to put in my mind's eye. Okay, other side of the door. And... I'm going to try and teleport over. Okay. Uh, Roll a d20. Three. (laughs) Okay. Roll a d100. Oh, yeah. That's right. Okay. Uh, D100. A 98. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to look up some stuff. (laughs) Can I roll an investigation to see if there's any sort of switches or levers in the room? Holy f***. I'm going to have to change some of what's about to happen. All right. So, um, Mordecai, you say that you want to try and investigate the door. You're going to try and uh, misty step through it. Giovanni, how about you roll an investigation check quickly before hits the proverbial fan to see if you can find anything in this room? 12. Okay. So you kind of look around this room just as with every other room you've been in here. And just as when you walked into this room. It's mostly kind of garbage paperwork that's on the ground other than the two arcane lamps. You cannot find any levers or any buttons or any keys or anything to open this door. Well, I'm out of ideas. Okay. Mordecai, you try to misty step through this door. Just like before, the door pushes you back. So your body becomes even more incorporeal, which is kind of weird because you're already in an incorporeal realm. And even the cloak that's on you starts to fizzle out of everybody else's perception as they're looking at you, as you attempt to misty step through this door. But you hit the door square on. It's like you tried to run through the door and it hits you and it throws you back very violently. At the same time, Mordecai, something happens. All of a sudden, time stop is cast. Time stop means that time stops for everybody else that is around you other than yourself, for about uh, 15 seconds. Oh, God. Dun, dun, dun. You're looking at them. You're on the floor right now, looking around at them, and nobody is moving. You can see that Giovanni is partway through picking up a piece of paper on the ground. Val is kind of looking at Giovanni's butt. Like, there's some very awkward stuff as you kind of have a, a moment thinking about how awkward we are as living, breathing beings, and, you know, every moment in between. Do you do anything in those 15 seconds? Can I, uh, very subtly, because like I, I heard Val talking about setting Joel and Mames up. I want to like subtly go over and maybe like put their hands together and then go back to where I was. <laughs> really? Like, like, you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna try to do anything with the door. <laughs> I'm a trickster, man. This is my, this is my bread and butter. Okay, so Mordecai stands up and he puts Joel's hand in Mames's hand, and then you kind of go back to your position. The 15 seconds runs up, right? Like that's all you were doing. Yep. The 15 seconds runs up and then time starts to speed up around you. It's kind of like a slow ebb to a very quick, fast pace. And all of a sudden you're back in real time with everybody else. And they're looking at you and they're like, oh, Jesus, what happened to you? And then all of a sudden you cast Finger of Death on yourself. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to read to you Finger of Death. You send negative energy coursing through a creature that you see within range, causing it searing pain. The target must make a constitution saving throw. It takes 7d8 plus 30 necrotic damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. A humanoid killed by the spell rises at the start of your next turn as a zombie that is permanently under your command, following your verbal orders to the best of its ability. 
am, am I accidentally turning myself into my own lich? Lich? Thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcast. The next part will be coming out every Wednesday mid-morning. If you're interested in hearing more about us, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor, or Patreon as Late and Legends. Additionally, a special thanks to our patrons this month, Paula, Ethan, Kate, Al, and our newest one, Dan. Seeing so many people sign up really kind of makes the experience of making this podcast really fun. And it's awesome to know that people enjoy it. If you're like Paula, Ethan, Kate, Al, and Dan and want to support our show, be sure to check out our Patreon page. We'd love to have your help. In the meantime, I hope you enjoyed the show and I hope you have a good day. We'll see you next week. 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 Week.